Hello and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. Today we are going to talk about how to find your passion and purpose. So sometimes when we're really stuck, we've been so out of sync with ourselves, we don't even know what we want to do with our life anymore. We don't know what makes us happy. We just feel stuck. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing two actions that you can take to get you on your path to living in your purpose. But before we start, I want to share with you something exciting I have coming up, a free three-day goal and dream-setting workshop. But this isn't just any goal-setting workshop. It's a value-packed workshop combining goal and dream planning while also getting truly aligned with your values and purpose in life. It's called Inspire, and I'm so excited about it. It's going to be on the 27th, 28th, and 29th of December. So let's make this your best year thus far. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to sign up. So let's get in today's episode. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson and I am your host. I'm very excited about today's episode. I'm talking about something I'm very passionate about. And actually, I'm reading a book in my Soul Aligned Self-Care book club right now uh, called Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. And the part of the book, I'm on section three, um, and the part of that book really highlights this exact topic. So it's very uh, serendipitous for me and I'm really enjoying it. So if you haven't read that book yet, go and read it. It's great. I'm loving it. So if you've been feeling stuck, um, I want to let you know that it's not something that happens overnight. It might feel that way. You might just wake up one day and be like, my God, you know, I feel so stuck, so uninspired, so like, what am I doing with my life? And I think a lot of us have been in this situation um, more than once in our lives, at least I have. And so I have really dug into how to work myself out of it. And I've done this a couple of times. So today I'm going to share with you two things that I do. And this is really just to like light a fire under your butt, you know, it's really gets you started. And I'll explain why you know, in the podcast, I'll explain why this is really just to get you started. Um, so some of the times the reasons that we do feel stuck, it, it happens when we spend years of our life taking care of everyone else, you know, taking care of your family, your career, um, your, maybe even your parents doing all the chores in the household, just going, 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 volunteering, like, you know, even like those little things like making cupcakes for the school class and just like all those little added things that we do on a daily basis. And we keep squeezing our own time away. So any, any time that we possibly have to nourishing our own selves, our souls, um, gets thrown on the backboard burner because we're just creating space. We love our family so much. We love taking care of 
our families, um, our careers are important to us. So it's not usually intentional, although some people have the tendency to be more of a people pleaser like myself. Um, It's really out of, you know, a good heart most of the time that we end up in this position. But really what I teach is adding deep level self-care into your life daily and not having it take too much time. It should be a daily thing, just like brushing your teeth. So this also happens like when we have no boundaries and we never put ourselves first. Um, When we do this, we lose that connection with ourselves, especially when it's over a number of years, you know, sometimes for some people like myself, a decade, you know, even sometimes more. So we're doing so much for everybody else and making everybody else happy and doing nothing for ourselves that we lose the connection with ourselves. We don't even know what we want anymore. We don't know what makes us happy. We lose the connection to our intuition to even feel what's right to make decisions for ourselves. We start not trusting ourselves. And when we when this happens, we truly feel stuck. So Um, I have two steps that I use to help make that reconnection with yourself and start to figure out what makes you happy, what makes you feel like you have purpose when you wake up each morning. So I I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blue Zones, but um, it's about all these communities all over the world that um, the people live well into their hundreds and plus, but they're not just living. They are actually living. They're functional. They're healthy. They're happy. And one of the things uh, that contributes to this. I think they have like eight or nine things. Um, and yes, one of them is their diet and one of them is activity, but one of them is having a purpose. And so I really feel like it's a very deep human need to wake up in the morning and have a purpose. Um, we get so busy with our family or career careers or relationships. And sometimes, even caring for like a sick parent or something like that, we can easily lose track of the things that we enjoy. It's not just big things like hobbies and traveling. And it's the little things too, like a walk in nature, a quiet cup of coffee with a book. And we tell ourselves all the time that we don't have time. Okay. But we really, really do. And finding that purpose is really important. One of the mistakes that I see people make all the time is this search for this like one big thing. And it's not necessarily that. Like I can look back on my life and say, truly, like when I was in my 30s and even in my 40s, my purpose was being the best mom I possibly could be with the circumstances I had to deal with, right? So that was the most important thing to me. And that's what I feel like I was here for in that time. Now my purpose is to help other people get through some of the difficult things that I've got through in my life and share with you, how I got through, how I made it easier for myself so that you can get through it much quicker than me. So that, that is my purpose now. And I believe that this changes over time and it doesn't have to be like this one big thing that you have to find. It's about really finding all those little things that bring you joy and follow them, following those little, those little nudges, those little whispers on a daily basis And it really does have to be on a daily basis. It's about slowing down, paying attention, tuning into yourself, and really paying attention to like what makes me happy and following that as much as you can. Yes, we all have responsibilities and jobs and things to do, but if not now, then when are you going to do this? Like, If not now, when are you going to just be happy? That's what you're here to do. 
Okay. So when you're busy like this, before you know it, you're going through your lives unconscious, like you're completely unconscious, not even aware um, that you aren't having too much fun. We lose our sense of self, you know, that fun person that you used to know deep down inside. It's time for you to make the time, take the time to find her or him, right? It's time to dig that person back out. So let's get into the action steps that you can take to do this. And this is going to be journal work as it usually is with me. And there will be journal prompts for this. So I will put the link for the freebie page for the podcast journal prompts in the show notes. So I want you to write down the things that brought you joy during the different stages of your life. Anything you can remember. And the stages of your life, meaning like elementary years, your teen years, your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, just go through the whole gauntlet of it. Write everything down you can remember that you had fun with. Like, even if you have to, go back and look at pictures of yourself when you were a kid, if you have access to that. Look at pictures through the years, you know, just to try to trigger your memory and write all these things down. And write, you know, how they made you feel, okay? Whatever your first thought is, uh, don't question it. Don't judge yourself. Uh, Don't don't think about how somebody's going to you know, judge you. This is your list. It's not society's list. It's not your spouse's list. It's not your children's. It's not your parents. It's for you only. Nobody else has to look at this. I want you to write it down and write down how you felt when you did these things. Okay. Now this is quite a list, right? Especially if you're my age, this could be quite a list, but believe me, just do it in like in bullet points. And you know, you don't have to spend like hours and hours doing this. You can if you want to, because it's quite therapeutic. But believe me, that the things that are supposed to pop out at you are going to pop out at you. Okay. Now the next step you're going to take with this is you're going to look at your list and circle or highlight all the things that repeat are in are or might be in common. Okay. So for example, like so say when you were a little kid, you loved picking flowers. Okay. And then when you were a teenager, you did this project in school about, you know, how to grow something without soil. And then when you were, you know, in your twenties, thirties, whatever, you had your first garden and now you're in your fifties and you have a gigantic garden and you grow all your own vegetables and you love every minute of it. Okay. So those, those would be all in common. Okay. So you would highlight all of those. What sometimes happens and you'll be able to see this once you make this list is sometimes you're doing things in your you know, elementary years, your, your teens, your twenties, sometimes even your thirties, but then you stop at a certain point and there's this like this blankness. Okay. And if you experience that, you'll realize that that's when you stop making time for yourself and, and, I want you, okay, next step, okay? I want you to look at the list, circle and highlight the things that are in common. Then these are the things that you need to consider adding back into your life, revisiting. And don't just say you will, either do it right at this moment or schedule it. Success comes in your actions. If you're serious about living with passion and like living into your purpose, 
living a life of purpose, you need to follow the things that light you up inside, even if it's just part of the time. And the next step, I'm going to go over how to create some space for yourself, how to create some time for those things. Okay. So that's the second step. But right now I want you to really focus on adding these things back into your life. If you have to, whatever you use for your schedule, like do you use your phone? Do you have like a paper or a notebook that you put your schedule in? Whatever you use, you're going to put it in there. Um, Even some tips that might help. um, You could, you know, enlist a friend to do it with you. Okay. Um, Here's a few other actions that you can take. Um, Add one per week and make it like a small, try to make it small, as small as possible, easy to do. When that feeling of fear comes up, thank thank it for protecting you. Like, remember, I think it was last week's episode, How to Handle That Negative Inner Voice. Go back and listen to that if you need help with that, okay? But when you feel fear coming in, thank it for trying to protect you because that's what it's trying to do. But keep moving forward. That fear might actually just be excitement, okay? Same kind of feeling. Remind yourself that this is a commitment to yourself. It's important to follow through with these commitments so that you can build and keep self-trust. When you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't follow through, you start to lose faith in yourself. You start to lose that confidence. That's why I tell you to make small little steps. So when you're adding these things to your schedule each week, make them easy to do. Do them with a friend or family member. Do them with your significant other. Whatever feels good, whatever will make it happen easier, okay? Because these little wins that you get when you do these things are going to increase your confidence. They're going to increase your self-trust, and they're going to just make you happier. And the happier you are, the more you're going to want to do this. It's going to build on itself. Um, Put this on your schedule, like I said, on your phone, whatever you use for appointments. Put a little sticky note on your refrigerator, what do you, whatever you have to do on your bathroom mirror. Just put it somewhere and get it done. Uh, I created an affirmation for this step, and the affirmation is, I am on a journey to get to know myself again and love who I am. So you could write that down. Maybe I'll put that on the um, journal sheets and the freebie, but you can write that down and say that to yourself in the in the morning in the morning in the mirror okay i'm on a journey to get to know myself again and love who i am make a point to look at this list uh to remind yourself to add joy into your day every day okay that might help some of the th- these things that we talked about in this step like uh revisit that brings your joy revisit the things that bring you joy. So all the things that we talked about in that last stuff that you wrote down all through those years um, are things that really make you feel lit up inside, right? When you're doing them. So this is what I want you to pay attention to, that feeling that you get when you're in flow, like time might pass really quickly or it might stand still. It's amazing how much you get done in that time. It could be something simple like painting watercolor or something more complicated like volunteering with something that you really care about. Either way, it lights you up. You're in flow when you're doing it. So as an example, I am in complete flow when I'm in my garden, complete flow. When I'm running, uh, that's mainly why I run. I don't always run for physical exercise. I run to release stress and it all, I also get like great ideas when I run. Um, but I'm also in flow sometimes. I just like get into that zone. And so um, figure out what helps you get into that zone. So when you're trying out these new things that you're adding back into your life, 
I want you to pay attention how you feel when you're doing it. Really pay attention to see if it lights you up, if this is something that you keep doing and keep adding into your daily life. Because these things, these are the things that we need to focus on and need to spend the majority of your time doing. Now, I understand, like I said earlier, that we all have responsibilities, but it's complete BS that we should spend, I don't know how much how much the percentages of our life working, like 40 hours a week, most of us work more than that, the traditional job, um, on thing and doing, some of us love our jobs. I give you that, but some of us don't. So we need to figure out ways that we could spend the majority of our time doing the things that light us up inside, whether that be your job or not. But I think it's complete BS to not put these things into your schedule. It's complete BS not to take care of yourself at a high level so that you can put your best self and your best work into this world. You can start making these shifts in a way um, to make these things that bring you joy become your responsibilities, right? So just start adding them in in little bits. And if you, believe me, if you start following the things that light you up, opportunities are going to come to you. Things are going to become available to you. Pay attention because when you start following your true path, your true passion, life responds to you. Your life will respond back with opportunities. You'll begin to notice things will pop up into your life. This can take time, but like I said earlier, if not now, then when? When are you going to do it? When are you going to stop being stuck or miserable? So, the next step is to create more space for yourself, more time. Is okay, this is a big one. Be aware of all the energy suckers or people that make you feel crappy, anxious, and tired. This sucks a lot of your time and energy. Remove or mitigate these things from your life immediately. And I know the, the word mitigate is pretty strong, but I want it to be strong because I want to show you to I want to get across to you how important it is to protect your energy and your time. I don't know about you, but I have no time for this crap. I'm heading into my second half of life and my time is my most valuable asset. So I want you to either ditch it, delegate it, or do it. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I want you to start practicing this. So make a list of all the situations that you think are energy vampires in your life. Make a list of all of them. Just write them down. Go through like your personal life, your work life, everything, people, even if it's the people you love. It can be. Now, on a piece of paper, you're going to create three columns. And I think I actually have a worksheet for this. It's called the do not the not to do list. And I might put this in the freebies too. I will. I'll put this in the freebies so you can download this, but you could very easily do this on a piece of paper too. So you're going to make three columns. The first one's going to be ditch. The second one's going to be delegate. And the third one's going to be do. I call this the three Ds, okay? And you're going to put each one of these energy suckers, any energy vampires into one of the columns, okay? Now, I understand you can't you know, ditch people generally. Like sometimes you can, if it's, if it's a person that you just cannot set boundaries with, then it might be the type of person that you just need to spend less time with, AKA ditch. Okay. Um, which can be very difficult. I would have to say that that's the, the hardest one to do. Uh, the ditch, like with a person, dealing with a person that is an energy sucker, especially if it's a family member or someone that you actually really care about, like one of your children. So 
it, it's hard to put it in one of these columns, but instead decide to end the relationship. So if it's a relationship that needs to end, then end it or manage it better with strong boundaries. Okay. This is a whole other topic that I'm going to be talking about next week. We're going to go into boundaries because boundaries is a big one for creating that space and time for yourself, protecting your energy and making that space for the things that bring you joy. Okay. So we'll go into that more next week, but you could put the person into delegate because basically that's what you're going to do when you set boundaries, kind of, I don't know kind of, sort of, you're going to set boundaries and maintain boundaries with this person. So like something you could ditch completely is, um, as an example, I'm on a board right now and I don't enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it at first. I enjoy doing the actual work. I will still continue to do the work for, it's a community organization. So I'll continue to do the volunteer work, but I do not want to be on the board. It's sucking the life out of me. So I'm going to ditch that in the new year. It doesn't take up a ton of time, but it takes up some time. And it also, um, is a huge energy sucker over time, even when I'm not at the meetings because there's communications in between the meetings. So it's an energy sucker and I don't like the way it feels. So I'm going to ditch that. Delegate might be, um, talking about delegating is a big deal for some people. It was for me because I am a perfectionist, right? So delegating something like folding the laundry to somebody else in the household. You should be, you should not be doing all the household chores, period. Nobody should. Nobody in the family should be doing the majority of them. It should be shared. It's a responsibility. It's something that children need to do. They need to learn how to do this because they will be on their own someday, right? So we need to teach them how to do this. And our significant others need to participate just as much as you are, right? So delegating is something that has to be done, but you have to be willing to let go of the perfection of the way you expect it to be done, which was something that was really hard for me. So like I fold my towels a certain way. I like the way it looks when I put it in the closet. I have to accept that it's not going to look like that. Almost almost a hundred percent chance it's not going to look like that. And I have to let it go because what really matters is that it's done and that that time is free for me now. I have that 10, 15 minutes of time that I can go have a cup of coffee and read a few pages of my favorite book or whatever brings you joy. Okay. So delegating can look like that. Delegating can also look like getting an outside meal service three times a week or eating out once a week or having someone in the family cook for the family once a week, three times a week, taking turns. Even kids can do this. They can make sandwiches once a week. Like, so there's different ways you can delegate, but Let go of the perfection, let go of the expectation that it's going to be the same as the way you do it. Who knows? You might actually enjoy incredibly. And then there's those things that you have to do, right? There's the things that you have to do. But I really want you to look at this list and say, do I really have to do this or can I delegate it or ditch it? Like really be honest with yourself or or are you trying to control the outcome of a situation, right? Or are you trying to look good for somebody else? Why are you doing this? Does it bring you joy? Is it something that really has to get done? All right. So this, this list should take you some time, but it really helps put things into perspective of how you're spending your time and your most important asset, right? Now, all you have to do is follow through after this. If you decide to do something, uh, if you still decide to do something that's an energy sucker, there should be a boundary set to protect your energy. For example, 
if you decided that like social media is a major energy sucker, but you still have to do it for maybe for work, like me, I, I feel like I have to do social media and participate in that. Then set a schedule for 15 minutes per day and then stick with it. Get off. Don't get sucked in. This is your boundary that you're setting and maintaining it, it protects your energy. Okay. So that's a very easy example, but it is an example. So I created an affirmation for this step too. Okay. And the affirmation is I control the energy that enters into my space and I protect it like my life depends on it because it does. My life is filled with positive energy. So I find this affirmation to be really huge when I'm feeling stressed because it makes me pay attention and look at how I'm spending my time. Because if I'm stressed, if there's some kind of pressure, I'm probably doing things that don't light me up and that I need to delegate or ditch. Okay. And that really just like brings, it centers me. This affirmation centers me when I say it. Here's some tips. Pay attention to what enters your life and space continuously throughout the day. Take care of the energy suckers and praise the positive vibes. If you do this consistently, it'll become a habit. You'll start to notice these things. See, we're living life, like like I said, unconsciously at the beginning of this podcast. And so a lot of these things that suck the life out of us, we don't even realize it. But becoming aware, waking up, coming out of this, this hypnosis that we're in in this world and paying attention to the things that are coming in and out of our lives and how they affect us is the first step to really, you know, protecting that energy and, you know, creating more space for yourself so that you could do things that you enjoy and light you up so that you can take care of yourself and put your best, the best version of yourself out into the world. So these are the two steps that you can take to create the spark that you need to start living in your purpose. These things may not be your purpose, but the point is to start shifting the majority of your time over to the things that make you happy, the things that that light you up, that help you connect with the real you that's been in hibernation. And in turn, this helps you lead you to your purpose. It helps you live into your purpose. All these little steps that you take become your purpose. This will bring you closer and closer every day to waking up in the morning inspired. We all want to feel that way, right? And feeling that sense of purpose that we all want to feel. And the only person that can create that is you. You can only, you're the only person that can create that for yourself. I hope that this was helpful. Um, Be sure to keep adding deep level self-care into your life every day. Be sure to grab the freebies in the show notes. There should be the not to-do list and then the journal prompts. And I hope that this was helpful to you. I will see you next week. Lots of love. Bye.